Hey, this is David, and thanks for listening. In this show, I'll share with you a new investment idea that some of our clients are really enjoying. Also, I'll share with you some potential consequences to this year's presidential election. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show. My name is David Treese, and I am honored to have you here listening to our show for a few minutes. This is show number 21, and we are chugging along. I'm a financial advisor, and I've been helping retirees with their retirement planning needs since 2011, and I'd love to connect with you. If you'll just email us at connect at clientsexcel.com, we'll drop a special gift in the mail to you. Just a small token of our appreciation for listening. We'll make sure you get our weekly newsletter, letting you know what we're up to and what the podcast is about each week. That's all. That's all we'll do. Hope to hear from you. And also, I'd like to connect with you over the phone if you'd like. Just go to excelinretirement.com and you can schedule a 15-minute call with me. I'd love to speak with you and connect and, uh, and get to know you. You know, I believe the economy is better off with competition. We don't have to look hard to see enterprises, companies, or government entities that have a monopoly. In fact, sometimes the government will intervene and break companies up when they become too big. But what tends to happen when one organization has the corner on the market? Well, customer service becomes secondary sometimes. The company isn't as competitive as it used to be. And maybe there are less options. Why do you need options with what you can buy if that company is the only choice? They can dictate what products come to market. It would be like if one farmer grew all the vegetables. If he didn't want to grow corn that year, for example, oh well, he we don't get corn, right? But if there are multiple farmers, if one guy chooses not to grow corn, no problem. We'll buy it from the other people that are growing it, right? So there's competition and there's diversity and options. I put a lot of thought into voting. I always have. I'm 36 years old. I'll turn 37 at the end of this year. And the first election I followed closely was in 1996. If you recall, Senator Bob Dole was running against Bill Clinton back then. I actually have a Bob Dole, uh, Jack Kemp uh, or yard sign in my garage now. You know the signs that they put out? Uh, it says Dole Kemp on it. It's in my garage. I was 12 years old then. And you know, I quickly registered to vote when I turned 18. And if I've missed an opportunity to vote since turning 18, I'm not aware of it. I've also felt that elections were, or I've always felt that elections were really important because people sacrifice for our ability to vote. So it should be taken seriously. Not everywhere do people get to vote. And so it's something I, I take with a lot of thought and or put a, a lot of thought into. So I've been thinking, of course, about this year's election, this year's presidential election. I think one of the best things that President Trump has done for America is cut regulations. And you know, as a business owner, I live by the golden rule, do unto others what I would want done unto me. And all of our clients are over 60 years old. And one common phrase I tell most everybody that I meet with is there is not one thing that I would recommend you do with your finances that I would not rec recommend to my own 65-year-old mother for her to do with her finances. We need laws, though. We need regulations, of course. 
James Madison, one of the founders, wrote in Federalist Number 51 that if angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary. But when the government over-regulates industries, it takes operating capital away from businesses. And so when operating capital is taken away from businesses, it's harder to compete. So businesses might go out of business and thereby allowing monopolies to come in and take over a market. And so that's what happens. According to whitehouse.gov, between fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2019, the Trump administration has cut nearly eight regulations for every new significant regulations, more than fulfilling the promise of Executive Order 13771 to cut two regulations for every new regulation imposed. And you know, I really believe this has stimulated the economy and driven it. There's no argument about it, really. I'm not happy about the amount of debt we have and how Trump has added historic amounts of debt to our to our deficit. It's really sad, actually. That's what I how I really feel about it. But he didn't really start the snowball down the mountain. Woodrow Wilson started the small snowball rolling down the mountain in 1913 with the creation of the Federal Reserve. The government has been creating boom and bust cycles ever since. And we had one of the best laws for 66 years called Glass-Steagall. It separated bank interest from securities interest, and it dictated that there could not be overlap. It was believed by the legislators that this caused the Great Depression, this overlap from bank interest and securities interest. But this law was repealed in 1999, and the following decade is often referred to by economists as the lost decade, Two major market corrections in a decade with an average annualized negative return for many stock market participants. So if you were in the market from 2000 to 2010, it's likely that you lost money overall. I fear that if Trump doesn't win re-election, we will see a swift return to stifling regulations, and it really could stifle the economic growth that we have. Namely, for our purposes on the podcast here, Joe Biden has said he will reverse the Trump tax cuts immediately. Under the current law, they'll sunset in 2026, and he's really said conflicting things. He said that nobody making less than $400,000 will see tax increases, but then he contradicts himself and says he'll roll back the tax cuts immediately. So why does this even matter? Why am I talking about it? Well, first off, the standard deduction would go away or would go back to what it was. And as we always say, it's a good idea to speak with your tax advisor about any of this content. But right now, I file my taxes with my wife jointly. So the first $24,800 we make is the standard deduction that everybody gets. Trump increased the deduction amount. Previously, it was $12,600. This talk about Trump cutting taxes for just the top 1% in the debates earlier is really bunk, folks, because overall, everybody that is paying taxes saw a reduction in their taxes. It was not just the top 1%. If you make over $12,600 as a married couple, you've experienced a tax break. Along with that, the tax break thresholds increased. So, for example, the highest tax bracket used to be 39.6%. The highest tax bracket after the cuts is 37%, so a 2.6% potential cut uh, that some people saw. And most people, I'd say, saw their taxes cut by 3 to 4% on average. But Biden may do away with it. 
So I expect to see uh, higher taxes and more regulations if he wins. And why does that matter? Again, more regulations hurt business growth. Sure, maybe the big companies in the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 can absorb that cost, but that's not certain. After all, Joe Biden's party has proposed massive spending bills, and it may make it harder to make a return in the stock market, uh, or yes, in the stock market, and it may cause more volatility with more regulations and, uh, and more uncertainty with what's going to happen legislatively. Also, I suspect if you're like many people, you've saved for retirement using tax-deferred accounts. If so, your money has never been taxed. So when you begin using your money to live on, you may be taxed at a higher rate under a Biden administration. But we have to remember these tax breaks were going to sunset in 2026 anyway. The opportunity, though, to get a plan together to mitigate your tax exposure may be coming to a close. If Biden wins and the Democrats get the Senate, also prepare for swift action. I expect big things to happen if there's a supermajority. The one redeeming thing may be if Republicans retain the Senate. Then we may retain our window to transition your assets to tax-free vehicles. That's what I like, tax-free vehicles. This takes several years, though, to properly transition your tax-deferred dollars to tax-free. And you may be in the camp of folks who are blessed. You may have plenty of income, and you don't need to tap into your tax-deferred accounts like your 401k or your IRA, so you may be planning to leave those funds to your children. Your children, though, will inherit a problem. Many people's parents pass away while the child is in their peak earning years. This is statistics. Oftentimes when, parents, when people pass away, uh, their children are in their 40s and 50s. And so you're often well into your career and earning the most amount of money you'll earn during your 40s and 50s. Then you may receive an inheritance. And so this becomes a problem with this new law called the SECURE Act that Congress passed at the beginning of this year. It requires that all tax-deferred accounts left to a beneficiary must be out of the account and taxable within 10 years after the original owner died. So let's say your kid is earning $100,000 and you plan to leave him a $500,000 inheritance. Within 10 years, that child will need to have pay taxes on the whole $500,000 on top of their normal taxes for that $100,000 that they earn. 40% in federal tax rates, uh, taxes, if, if tax rates go back up, then you could tack on, for most folks, 5 to 7% for state taxes, and the child's inheritance may be cut by 47%. What you as the parents could do now is to transition the money to tax-free accounts while taxes are at historic lows then allow the accounts to grow even more. What money you may lose in taxes today may be able to be made up by the time your eventual passing happens. And your kids are well taken care of. This, to me, folks, is a no-brainer, especially if you probably will not need your savings in your lifetime. I've given this analogy before, but it bears repeating. Most of us, if not all of us, have smartphones these days. And if you're like me, when it buzzes in your pocket or the ding goes off that you have a message, it is super hard to not look at it. Am I right? 
Even when I'm driving, I find myself looking at a new message. It's terrible, but I would guess some of you have done it too, right? Let's say you got a new message while you were driving and you pick up your phone to read it. You read that text for what feels like maybe three seconds. You still decide not to text and drive and you put it back down to look up to see a small child in the road. You slam on brakes, swerve hard, and you miss him. You look up just in time to make a last-ditch effort to save the child's life. If you were to look a little longer at that text message or even decide to text back, that child may be gone and your life would be forever changed. More than likely, after that event, you probably wouldn't look at your phone and drive for a very long time. And you most definitely wouldn't text and drive. It was such a super close miss that it will affect your actions for a while. It would mine. What just happened in the last six months in the stock market was a close miss. Now get this, this is worth rewinding and writing down. We made the fastest recovery in the history of the stock market after the crash this year in 2020. In the last six major crashes, it took on average 2,143 days, 2143 days for the market to recover. The crash from COVID-19 took 117 days. So it typically takes 2,143 days for the market to recover, but it only took 117 days. That's really odd. In my opinion, you have a window of opportunity to take action on this near miss. This is a blessing, folks. You could stay where you are and keep looking at your phone while you drive, or you could take action and do something about the near life-changing miss that you just had. You know, we spoke about the 4% rule in a recent episode. That's the rule that was developed in the mid-90s that said as long as you don't withdraw more than 4% of your money, there's a low likelihood that you'll run out of money. Well, that was when interest rates were much higher in the mid-90s. That rule has fallen apart because interest rates are near zero. And the only way it still works is by taking on more risk in your portfolio. But there's an investment now that over the last 10 years has earned an annualized return of 6.59% with zero losses. You cannot lose money with this strategy. And you could literally use the 4% rule and come out on top with certainty. The 4% rule that many advisors and many people use is not certain. If you'd like to go over what this investment is and how it works, please go to excelinretirement.com, E-X-C-E-L in retirement.com, and schedule a 15-minute call with me. I'll go over more about what I'm talking about and how it works, and we can see if it'll work for you, perhaps. That's our show for today, folks. I appreciate you listening. And again, let us know you're listening by emailing us at connect at clientsexcel.com and we'll drop a small gift in the mail to you. So I'll see you next week and I appreciate you being here. Have a great day. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. 
This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.